Hi everybody, um, good evening, um, welcome to my podcast, my name is Michelle, um, it's a great honor to have you here, um, I have got something very, very quick to share, um, I haven't got my Bible with me, so every scripture that I might find myself sharing, I beg that you either Google it, or if I don't know the actual um, chapter or verse, you might have to use Google, because Google is our friend, right? Okay, um, let's say a quick prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everybody that's listening to this podcast right now. And Holy Spirit, even though I'm just going to have a quick chat, I pray that whoever listens to this is blessed in multiple ways. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, (laughs) guys, this is a quick one. Um, I was just about to go to bed. And then I... um, it got me thinking about um, emotional intelligence because um, this is a subject that I'm very quick, um, very keen on emotional intelligence okay um, there's many types of emotions basically it's all about how we manage, we manage our emotions and the emotions of other people praise King Jesus there's many types of intelligence there's anger, there's excitement sadness, guilt pettiness confusion boredom etc okay now i want to talk about anger (laughs) i want to talk about anger so guys um eh, let's go back to emotional intelligence it basically entails um two two sections the first part is um self-awareness like self-management like how do you manage yourself in terms of anger and then there is um social awareness so of these two i'll only talk about self-awareness actually why don't i talk about social awareness okay whichever (laughs) i'll just give you a quick quick chat and then you can choose where to place it but basically self-awareness is how you manage yourself okay like the emotions that bubble up inside of you and how to manage them in order for you to operate more effectively with your colleagues or family or whatever community in which you operate okay and then social awareness is how you manage the emotions of other people praise king jesus like if you're a boss like how do you manage the emotions of the guys that work for you if you're a wife how do you manage the emotions of your husband atl praise king jesus okay (laughs) sorry i'm speaking really fast because it is bedtime and i have to get done speaking to you before his royal highness um leaves the living room and comes to the bedroom praise king jesus Uh, sorry for giving you too much information okay um where was i anger let's talk about anger i have been meditating about anger a lot especially in other people right and um this is what the holy spirit has revealed to me or i do hope it's the holy spirit okay now anger is basically two people trying to establish to put a point across like it starts as a conversation and then it gets to a point where one person thinks they are right and the other thinks um, they're right. So it's two parties, A and B. A thinks it's right and B thinks it's right. Praise King Jesus. Now, 
when they start this is how an argument begins before we even get to anger because it's in steps you can have a you can have an argument which can uh, lead to anger if you're not careful if you don't manage your emotions so you have two people i think i'll use a husband and a wife situation and uh husband has done something that doesn't please wife why because husband sees nothing wrong with what he has done wife thinks it's totally unacceptable so in this process everybody that everybody tries to prove to the other who is right and if you're not careful enough to to smell the coffee before it bubbles up in the room you can end up waking the neighbors up and um, raising the voices too much much more than what's necessary right so in this situation you need to be able to identify when to keep quiet like you manage your emotions self-awareness like you are aware you know your partner so well like you know they are about to blow up so you pull out and just watch them guys this is so much fun i have tried it at on several occasions with different people and i found it to be so cool so i pull out and watch the other party talk and it's not a lot of fun because out of respect uh, you're supposed to speak back but you know for a fact that this is a um it's a it's a lose-lose situation whether you speak back or not no if you speak back it's a lose-lose situation so you choose to keep quiet so that if it's a lose as well then c'est la vie there's nothing you could have done about it so listen to this the other party quarrels you watch them they talk and talk and talk and they raise their voices you just watch them i mean jesus did it i think it's in the book of john in the first few chapters about the adulterous woman now what did what jesus did was to write on the floor on the ground he wrote down he kept quiet they brought him this um adulterous woman who she, she was being accused of sleeping with so many um women and oh yeah i like the word accuse in this case usually the other party is accusing you of something so when your partner or your your husband for example has put on his accuser cap like he's um, the accuser of the brethren at that very minute you must know when to keep quiet why because the spirit that's operating behind them is not the spirit of god the spirit of god is the spirit of peace and what they're saying is not bring peace it's not bringing peace into your heart it's making your heart do somersaults so what do you do you keep quiet jesus wrote on the floor <laughs> he wrote on the ground but in this case it might come across as rude you not keeping eye contact with the person that's telling you off so what do you do you look at them straight in the face and and this is what i've done with people without them realizing um i can choose to study your face i become a painter at that time um maybe i can count your eyelashes if it's a female that's blowing up in uh, in front of me i can count your eyelashes or if it's anyone really i can choose to count your teeth yeah you count his teeth and you know you try to to align check if they really really aligned well starting with the middle two teeth like are they equal because an argument can go on and on and on 
I've had an incident where somebody started something at me and I was thinking they're going to take a short while. So I started quoting that scripture of, um, yeah, whatever the Heavenly Father has not planted in this person's mind must be rooted out because whatever they were talking to me was not true. And I knew for a fact, uh-uh, this can only be the enemy. So I started to quote that scripture in Matthew 15, 13. Um, and I was thinking to myself, because I wouldn't tell them straight to their faces. That would be very disrespectful. So I was quoting a scripture in my head to silence the whatever is operating behind this person. And I kept quoting that scripture. Whatever my heavenly father has not planted in your heart must be rooted out. The emotions you're displaying right now are not of God. I command them to be rooted out. This person was not stopping. So I was thinking to myself, what demon am I dealing with? So I, um, I, 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 I changed to um, Luke 10, 19. Behold, I've been given the authority to trample over scorpions and serpents and all acts of the enemy, and nothing shall by no means hurt me. The person was not stopping. So that's when I resorted to um, this little mechanic of studying their faces. So I looked at their front two teeth, and I thought to myself, hmm, they're equal. So I looked at the next one on the other, on the left, all the way to the right. And remember, you can't see all of them, so at some point you have to look closely and then I, I count the ones on one side and the, and the teeth on the other side. And I try to establish if it's equal numbers. And um, that way I manage to stay respectful, like I'm maintaining eye contact. But in reality, I am not there. Like I don't want to take in the words that this person is telling me because they'll turn into poison. You know, I know that I'm supposed to operate in forgiveness. But if I choose to take in every word that is being said to me, it's going to be a whole lot of work. So since I could not silence that demon, I decided to get busy with this person's face, count their teeth. And uh, I got so busy. And by the grace of God, they got finished with their accusation. <laughs> yeah, it worked for me. It worked for me really, really good. So, and uh, the, when they asked me for my feedback, because this uh, spirit of um, this quarreling business or anger or outbursts of wrath, it, it likes to be fed. So when you keep quiet, they'll keep taunting you. So this person asked me, don't you have anything else to say? And, and then I asked the Holy Spirit and I said to them, you know what? I'm so thankful to God for you because right here, not just right here, but all this time that I've worked with you, you, you have helped me a lot. You have developed me a lot as an individual. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's more growth in me courtesy of you. What I meant to tell them was, I think God brought you into my life to teach me how to manage quarrelsome people. <laughs> but the other party did not know. Again, we need to operate in wisdom, right? Every time you open your mouth to speak up while you are in the... Um, you know, there's two parties, the accuser and the accusee. I don't know if accusee is the right English, but you're the one that's being accused. So you need to choose what you say right back. Uh, you need to be prudent. That's in Proverbs chapter 8. Um, wisdom dwells with prudence. You need to be wise. You need to ask yourself, okay, if I shoot back with this, what's it going to trigger? Where is it going to end? Is it something that I'm going to be reminded of for the rest of our lives together, for example, if we are a married couple? Because, you know, words can be painful and once they get out of your mouth, they can't come out. So, yeah, that's why I got that strategy of counting the teeth 
to make sure that they're equally aligned and and um, equal in numbers praise king jesus i thought i should share that yeah uh, there's something else there is something else that i want to add what is it i think i'll get back to you i've never done a podcast for 12 minutes surely there should be something we can add on to this okay when i get a part two or if i get a part two i'll get back to you but i just needed you to know that um not every argument is worth returning sometimes you can just sit there i mean in the story of the adulterous woman um when jesus kept quiet um, jesus said to them uh, if any of you has never done much is done pick up a stone and hit her and they all didn't and and because jesus chose to keep quiet they all walked away all of them walked away from the biggest demon to the youngest they left and then when they left jesus asked the lady where are your accusers the woman said i don't know i can't see any of them and then Jesus said to her, go and sin no more. What does this mean? The fact that you're keeping quiet or the other person is quarreling so much doesn't mean you haven't done anything wrong. Sometimes you have done something wrong, but it's just safer to keep quiet after you've said sorry and they're not listening. But always remember not to do it anymore, okay? Like go and sin no more. That's how it should be done. Praise King Jesus. So let me know how it goes. Enjoy studying people's facial features as they're ranting on and on and on about what you have done or what you have not done. Remember in an argument, it's a case of everybody trying to prove that they're right. You don't have to prove that you're right. God is the righteous judge. He knows who is right. Keeping quiet doesn't mean that you're the loser. You are the best winner. Yeah, let all men be liars, but let God be true. All right. That's what I wanted to share. Have a good night. Bye. God bless you.